The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. We are all experiencing the biggest psyop in human history. Or is it? First, it was 9-11. Now it's COVID-1984. What if the biggest psyop is inside our history books? What if everything we learned was injected to create a false past? If we don't know our history, not only are we doomed to repeat it, but we really won't know our true potential. I will humbly ask you to take your blinders off, keep an open mind, and try to unlearn what you've learned, which is the most difficult of the three. Tonight, we discuss what is happening around the world and what happened in the not-too-distant past that makes us conclude that we are on the precipice of another reset. Stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. For over 40 years, Santos Bonacci has been researching the ancient works, compiling and translating them into more accessible terms in his study of astrotheology. His website is universaltruthschool.com. And Santos joins us directly from Mexico. Hello, Santos, and welcome back. How are you? Great, Mel. Great to be back with you, brother. This is going to be a very um, significant interview for me. I'm um, honoured because I uh, respect you a lot, and uh, we've done a few in the past, a few good ones, going back at least seven or eight years, I think. It's going to be epic. It's It's been about eight, let's see, 2013 and 2016. So the last time you and I spoke was over five years ago. I hope it doesn't happen again because your research is always there. I follow you on Facebook. I see your travels. So just because we haven't spoken doesn't mean that I don't know what's been happening with you. And before we begin, can you summarize what has happened in the last five years? I remember you had some issues in Australia, which, by the way, we consider Australia the old prison colony but that's exactly what's happening as we speak isn't it it is it is it's happening right now it's still a penal colony the illusion of freedom was for a special purpose um and also there has been a changing of the guards in the spiritual realms and they know that there's only five or six more chess moves and they will be checkmated, but they are still going to continue making the little, you know, uh, meaningless moves, none the same, 
until they get checkmated, but they are checkmated and they know it. And uh, so things have changed since, you know, we, we spoke last time a lot in the world. A lot of people write to me from Australia right now. Let's begin with that because you spent a long time there, right? A lot of people are writing to me just saying, please, please, United States, stand your ground. Don't let this get how we're, what's happening here in, in Australia, because once you go, it's going to be even worse for us. They're talking about they can't even have a drink now. They're asking not to even remove their mask if they're going to have a drink. I mean, it's ridiculous. I have people that I know that live in Sydney that moved four hours away to the countryside expecting that the lockdowns were not going to happen. But things are really, really – why is it? I mean, I always expected the Australian people – I know you lost your guns during that situation that happened in Tasmania. But you seem to be helpless right now, and I hate to even say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Look, there's only one thing that will save Australia, and that is for the normies to wake up, and I think they are. We need the normal, conventional cross-section of the demographic of Australia uh, to wake up just a little bit more. Now, when they start hurting, you know, their children uh, and you know, rem removing their ability to make a living, then the norm is, you know, that now is encroaching on their material rights. You know, they don't care about the psychological and spiritual warfare because they don't get involved. We, you and I and our listeners, we do because we're truthers. And so there's a big uh, chasm there between the two. But now I think that the material awakening will inspire the spiritual awakening. You're in Mexico. What made you, well, after we spoke last five years ago, you left from Mexico to other, I mean, from Australia to other places. What, to give me the chronology. Yeah. Uh, so I left uh, in October, uh, August of 2019 for San Francisco, stayed with Jamie Lee for a couple of months, uh, did some presentations, Portland, Oregon, Sacramento, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and um, then I did a, so, no, no, bef uh, yeah, then I did a visa run to um, Costa Rica and Guatemala, I ended up in Miami, then, uh, and then um, uh, I did a second visa run after my next 90 days uh, in the Americas. So that's when I did those presentations. And then I came to Mexico to do a presentation, which coincided with my second visa run. Then from there, I decided I would go to Masunte in Oaxaca to get some healing with my itching problems that I've had for 10 years. Uh, to go to special healers. And um, uh, within a week, the lockdowns began. And so I was locked down in, in paradise. It was blissful <laughs> nine months. Then I moved to Quintana Roo, and it's been good here as well, just south of Cancun in Puerto Morelos, yeah. where we are about to launch our academy. Um, and now I hear uh, of the, the, the atrocities that are happening in Masunte, and I'm glad I left because it's getting pretty, pretty wild down there, man. Uh, wait, 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 wait a know. second. Let, let me go to Masunte in a moment. But let's see. Can you uh, separate yourself 
from the computer a little bit. Maybe if you have a little bit of distance between you and the microphone, we'll get less distortion. Let's see. Can you say testing one, two, three? Testing one, two, three. That's much better, Santos. All right. So, Masunta, what's happening there? Uh, well, it's, it's getting really um, strict with regulations. Uh, my best friend died of COVID uh, about two weeks ago, just a week after my father passed away, which also... Oh, sorry to hear. He had a heart attack and blood clots, which to me indicates that he was jabbed in the middle of the night or something because our family gave strict orders to the nursing home <clears throat> that he should not have any vaccinations. So... All of a sudden, he gets the two main symptoms of um, COVID, which are blood clots and heart attacks. Then my best friend dies in in a in a hospital, which he would never go to. He used to post vid videos of the, what how they were euthanizing COVID patients here, even in Mexico, let alone all around the world. So he was known to be a truther, right? Uh, and another lady had her house bombed with a gas bomb. She got blown to bits. And three others. And they were known to be sort of very conservative and not wanting the murdering of the tourism industry in Masunta to continue with all of these COVID measures. So that's five people, including my very, very, very best friend, Dan, uh, David, who uh, died. And just in the last couple of weeks, this has happened. So were you saying that they, they are against tourism or they want to bring tourism so they can survive? Well, obviously, no, they, they don't want tourism. They're trying to kill the businesses there. Okay, that's what I understood. As, as everywhere, as everywhere. So... What they'll do is they'll make tourists now look like criminals and they'll be checking their papers every day, um, harassing them. 500 pesos fine if you don't have a mask. You go to the police station if you don't have a mask on your person. And five people have disappeared, including my very best friend. It's just, it's, it, for me, it's just surreal. In the part where I spend time, all the time there, I'm not there right now, but for you to get there, you have to cross the border by car. And that town requires that you wear a mask inside of your car, even if you're not alone and you cannot even lower your your windows. That's that's how draconian things are. But once you get to the town, things are different. But last year, last year, things were so bad for this town, and I'm assuming that for a lot of Mexico, where people... Remember, folks, if you're in the United States, a lot of us, you know, we're here and we're watching how the government is just throwing money out of, of, of proverbial helicopters. But in Mexico and some other countries, they don't have that. So people were putting red towels outside of their homes. And I'm sure you know what that means. That means SOS. We're dying. We're dying of hunger. Please help. This is what they went through for an entire year. They just closed all the beaches. Because, of course, beaches are so unhealthy, right? You don't get yeah. vitamin C by going to the beach. You don't get the disinfectants and antibiotics that you get naturally by entering the ocean. And, mm -hmm. and grounding, they want you at home, closed. That's how you get sick, Santos. 
Hey, I saw a pic, uh, a bid, a short video on TikTok yesterday. An Asian guy in Woolworths, which is like a Safeway yeah. uh, shopping centre, had a knife in his hand. He just cut his throat and stabbed himself multiple times in the chest. And he was still standing when they started filming him. There's blood all over the floor. And then slowly you see him start to faint and drop and then within seconds he was dead. And the captions there read that he had lost everything through COVID, was depressed and wanted to leave the world. Then I've been seeing as well pictures of uh, ladies being grabbed by a whole bunch of nurses and police and being jabbed in China. The same in a Latin American country, a young blonde girl, about 14, she was crying. She was begging them, please, please don't vaccinate me, please. And they're all there comforting her and supporting her and jabbing her and murdering her lovingly. It's incredible. And this is one, this is the, you see the ticker of the COVID deaths and the hospitalizations and so on, but we're not seeing anything about the, the injuries and this is the thing that's going to come on the, in the future we'll find out how many people committed suicide how many children were abused during this lockdown times imagine imagine the children that are at home with you know with with bad marriages or or whatever imagine what that's going to do to all those children in the future not only have they lost a lot of their IQs by staying home and not going to school well some people might might be in favor of that because school is nothing but indoctrination, but you see what I mean. Exactly, exactly. So uh, they are targeted at birth within, with the Vs and, and with education. So if you think that you're uh, um, researching stuff that, um, you know, that has to do with anything going against the narrative and you're not being spied on and you're not being checked and you're not being targeted, uh, then you're very, very, um, uh, it, you know, you're very naive because uh, our computers are constantly listening. In fact, they've got robots doing it now. So it, they don't need a human army of spies. Logarithm ro- uh, robots and computers um, they can just, you can be put on that, like the Chinese um, credit uh, system, you can be at the very, very bottom. And, you know, so when vaccination time, <laughs> I wish I didn't say that word, when the V time comes, um, uh, you know, if, see, what happens is the, the, those nurses, they have your records, right? So they have your medical records. So when you go in with your, Vatican birth certificate name and you say I'm here for my vaccination, there will be a colour or a code next to that as to which one you should get. One will be a placebo, one will be one that will have an, uh, will be one that will connect you to the AI system and make you part of the system because you're a very good citizen. Another one will have graphene uh, oxide or whatever it is uh, in it, which will slowly kill you so that it doesn't raise too many suspicions. And the other ones will give you a heart attack within an hour. 
So it'll be like a color-coded system. See, a lot of people are getting vaccinated and they come out and, oh, I'm so proud. And two weeks later, they're still proud. I'm proud I got the vaccine. I'm, I did the right thing. They got a placebo, right? So that's because they're, they're so stupid. These people are so – these are the these are sort of people that get the placebo, the stupid, unawake, useless eaters or useful idiots. There's only two classes, according to the elite. So these are the useless idiots because they're going to keep them for last to kill the useless eaters and then the useless eaters that are proud that they got their vaccination, which was a placebo. Meanwhile, uh, the other three vaccinations were administered to the useless eaters. Then they have a control because they've got these idiots that will just follow any commands. It's interesting how nurses and and first responders were praised as heroes last year, and now they're being fired if they, or threatened to be fired if they don't take the jab. If this is truly, Santos, truly the chaos they portrayed to be, and hospitals were in so much demand, they would not be firing nurses right now. It's like bumbling Biden, who wants all federal employees to be jabbed, but postal workers refuse, and now they are exempt. Lesson learned, folks. If you refuse, if you resist, a lot of these companies will have no other option but that to let it go. Um, sorry, you just broke up a little bit there. No, I was um, saying that, you know, Biden is saying that he wants a mandate for to vaccinate all. I, I, I keep using that word and you know how the AI algorithm will get us. But he wants all the federal employees to be veed or jabbed, but the postal workers refused. And now they're exempt. So if we learn from that, then people should see in their corporations that they're working. I get a lot of email, mail. how do I get out of this? And my only answer to that is do not, under any circumstances, do not quit. It's a mandate. Yes, they cannot force you. If they're going to force you, you have to let them know, you have to fire me. You're going to get workers' compensation. And if you do get workers' compensation, then guess what? Go out there and get all the benefits that the government is giving the people who don't want to work. That's right. So we can see the pattern. They've been doing this all the time uh, since they destroyed Tartaria, the Jesuits, and their global agenda. Um, they revolutionized everything. So it all goes back to the what's called the Copernican Revolution. Punch those two words in Wikipedia and have yourself a delight as to how they did it. Uh, the Jesuits were formed in um, 1539. Copernicus dedicates his um, book to Pope Paul III, Alessandro Farnese, richest family ever. Uh, who founded the Jesuits with the Borgia family, and they decided that they would change all the maps and everything and start a revolution whereby everybody would believe they were on a globe and then we could have a global agenda, global warming, global governance, global economy, global community, global religion, global everything, global summits, and the people have this false idol, the globe, and the globalists love it because that's where it began. In 15, just two years after Copernicus dedicated his book in 1542, uh, in 45, the 20-year-long 
Council of Trent, the 15th Vatican Council, where the Jesuits convened for 20 years in Vienna and, and Venice, uh, all for 20 years as to how globalism would... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.